0: Let's get out of his own phone. Of course, uh, his uh, appearance brought to you by our friends at uh, Mountain Land Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, uh, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts and tools and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. He's the television voice of the Utah Jazz, our good friend, Craig Bowler. Jack, what's up, Bowler? Jake,
1: Gordon, how are you guys?
0: We're doing just
1: spectacular.
0: We are doing well, Bowler. How about yourself? Life good? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, uh, I kind of uh, got away. Drove, make my dr- my drive up and did the back forty uh, today.
0: Oh, great. all right, that sounds yeah. pretty good. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Didn't touch the barn though, did you?
1: Oh, I no, I, I went into it, but I just looked at it. it. Is that touching it? I looked, but didn't really get into it. No. <laughs> tell you what, I was surprised of uh, the growth that occurs quickly. You know, if you don't touch a, you know, if you let your yard go, Gordo. Yeah like for a year you wouldn't even be able to get out there i mean think you know you can you know things grow over quick it's unreal
2: well that's it's a good thing you're handy in the yard because
1: uh you know you, I, bought a, I bought a new weed eater man i broke it in big time today
0: all right that you know Why that's anybody think... possibly care about oh this? come on austin We're that was a gardening drop there and by the way, isn't that, like, maybe this is me just being middle-aged, but uh, I, I love, like, the excitement of using new lawn equipment. Uh-huh. You know, you're like, oh, I've got a new uh, weed whacker. I can't yeah. wait to get this puppy, uh, puppy fired up.
2: What's, Start the, her up. what's the most exciting piece of equipment like that that you've ever purchased, Boulder? Um, and don't what, say a washer and dryer for your wife like you did that one time.
1: Yeah, the washer and dryer, because that was a big move. That was recycling bin. Oh, Remember okay. that? I got in big trouble on that one. <laughs> hey, what do you think? Happy birthday, recycling bin. What the? What the? What's this? That's one of the worst decisions I've ever made. Unbelievable. <laughs> no, I think you know buying that forty-five-inch uh, swath-cut riding tractor mower oh, yeah. with some attachments was a real big thrill to fire that up. Make sure those wheels were spinning good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yep. I, I I hear you, Bowler. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little jazz basketball. Let's do it. Uh, let's start with the Donovan Mitchell situation uh, with you, Bowler. Uh, you know, he's playing that he doesn't play the next day. That story comes out in ESPN. I'm sure you had a chance uh, to to hear Donovan's media availability yesterday oh, yeah. where he was
1: obviously not pleased.
0: Uh, what's your what's your read on this whole thing, Bowler?
1: Well, you know, there's stories within stories, obviously. I don't know the layers uh, of how this all works out, but you can probably guess, you can guesstimate on several different scenarios. His people, the Jazz, um, their input, uh, Donovan's input, other people's inputs. You just don't know when you start to have a young star like this on, you know, how it all works out. Look, you have to trust, I think, the player. Um, but then also, it's an investment right by the franchise. So, you know, I think both times, sometimes you can get uh, a little uh, over cautious, but at the same time, uh, something happened uh, that the minds got together and said, this is not, this is not what's best for Donovan Mitchell. And he didn't like it. And he made that very clear yesterday, by the way. And I applaud him for that. He didn't hide behind anything. He talked, to us about uh, talking to his teammates, straightening, straightening that out. and I really thought that the late announcement from my chair, I was just walking out of the door to go to the arena, and we had to change everything ourselves just in the broadcast. So I sat back down uh, before I, I was jumping back, you know, jumped out of the car, came back and said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And I think, you know, it impacts the whole team. I mean, the game planning was pretty much in place. I would think. And you have to make changes. And I think Donovan, who had talked to the media about being prepared and being healthy, said, look, I'm not in pain, but I had some soreness, but I'm ready to go. And then something went down in those two and a half or three hours you know, after that conversation that he had on Zoom uh, with the media. Uh, there's only a few people privy that really knows the, the entire story. Uh, but you know, I thought it impacted the Jazz in game one for my chair. I just thought, again, a bit dazed, whether that was Donovan or, or the fact that I, mean, I don't know why you'd be dazed. I mean, I can understand you're losing your one of your top players at the last minute, but this is still you're the number one seed, come out and play like it. And they finally did it in the second half. Bogey caught fire, and I thought Mike played, you know, a solid best he could. Um, and Rudy had foul trouble, obviously, and trying to hang with uh, Valachunas. So uh, you hope all that's behind. And that's what Donovan said. You know, look, what was, was, and what is, is. So you cannot, and I'll tell you, in this playoff series, things can get away from me pretty quick. You're down 0-1, but you got your home floor again tomorrow night, and then you got to go on the road to Memphis. I hope they understand who they are because they're a 52-21 and team. They busted tail all season long to get to this point, and then to lose the home court advantage in the first game of the playoffs is like, wow, that's that's a staggering hit. But another test to see if the Jazz have the wherewithal to come back and uh, give give a, a Memphis team, by the way, guys, who's very confident right now. They won five of six right to end the season, and in the play-ins, they just you know got got uh, they got pops in the Spurs and they. Knocked off Curry and the Warriors in overtime. So they're, this team right now, Memphis, I mean, they're they're flying high with confidence. And the headbutting of one, Dillon Brooks. Uh, I'm surprised the league didn't jump in on that a little bit. But you know what? It's playoff basketball too. You're, I think we're going to see more of the same as as the playoffs continue on. Uh, but the Jazz have to match maybe the little bad boy attitude, right? And we saw saw them kind of get into a couple of entanglements. I'm not. I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a few more on the way.
2: Well, or one of the things that I think stirred up the Donovan thing uh, is the fact that 16 hours later he announces that yes, he's definitely going to play. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, what happens inside of that time frame that would make him, uh, you know, go from a, a, a no go to a to a, a complete go? Uh, that I think that that adds fire. I
1: mean, uh, it, it does. It does. I think it adds intrigue to the story, obviously, what happened in that time frame, Gordon, as you as you talked about, um, uh, you know, again, uh, only a few people privy to know the, the entire story. But, you know, there's there's the Donovan, you know, people The jazz have their job to do and they do it well uh, with with the medical team, the rehab that Donovan's gone through the last five plus weeks going on nearly six. And I don't know how magically it just happens that you know on Sunday you can't go, but the next day you announce that all is well. Um, But look, uh, he made it very clear he wasn't happy. He made it very clear he wants to move forward, and I think it's the best. That's the best attitude to take in with the playoffs sitting right in your lap, and you've got to win a ball game tomorrow night. Uh, Whatever the issue was, you hope they solved it. I mean, that's the bottom line to it for Jazz fans and for the run to the for a title. Their run to a title depends on this team just being as one, which they've done multiple times. They've been through, you know, hell and back in 14 months. You know, I've already talked about Oklahoma City. You talk about the bubble. You talk about dropping the 3-1 lead to Denver. Uh, The alleged, uh, you know, issues surrounding an irreparable, you know, relationship with Gobert and and Donovan. And then you have the plane trip to Memphis and, you know, the, 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 the flock of birds. I mean, man, come on. And now you have the Donovan issue. And I mean, they, they, I think they just want to go play and hopefully win what they've set out to do, a Western Conference championship and a chance to win an NBA title. Uh, and I think that's what most Jazz fans want, too.
0: Bowler with us uh, here on the big show, 97.5 and 12.8 of the zone. Bowler, you know, you watch game one, and this is going to be a hard-fought series. Memphis plays really hard. They're young. They're talented, yeah. but they they play really hard. They play physically. And I think, I think this is going to be a fun series from that standpoint. You're going to see both teams, I think, give it their all.
1: Oh, after what we saw in game one, yeah. And I just think Memphis just gained even more confidence. You know, I mean, who wouldn't be confident after the shootout that Morant and Steph Curry had in that overtime game, right? To put, to put Memphis into the playoffs, but Morant and Brooks are a pretty good combo. They got the big Valanchunas who's a, can play the D, but he also has offensive skill sets. Kyle Anderson's been there with San Antonio, right? And, and Jake, mm-hmm. he can, you know, he can defend, he can shoot the three. Uh, Jaron Jackson Jr. is still just kind of coming back off that, that knee surgery that he had, the meniscus tear, um, and now I'm looking at the bench. I mean, Desmond Bain, yeah, uh, Grayson Allen, you know, can have his moments. We know him, former Jazz man, played tough, had that attitude at Duke. And uh, I think, you know, he's kind of brought that attitude to Memphis, right? I mean, you know, at least Dylan Brooks kind of plays a little bit like Grayson did in his college days. But the Jazz are going to have to make a statement tomorrow night, in my opinion. I mean, they're going to have to say, look, we're here, we're back, Donovan's good. Uh, we had a hiccup. We got our fan base behind us. And this is our house best record in the NBA, uh, throughout the regular season of 31 and five, the jazz have got to remember all those things and go out and play. Um, proficient three point shooting club. You got a six man of the year award, by the way, what a class act Joe uh, had last night with Clarkson. That was awesome. Uh, live on TNT, but you got the six man, you still have a coach of the year candidate, you also have a Defensive Player of the Year candidate uh, sitting in your lap. So I would say go prove. Well, not prove it. Go play like like you know it. Go play play how you got here because they did a lot of good things along the way. And I don't know if they forgot that. I don't know how much the Donovan issue disrupted the, the concentration, the flow. But, again, as Mitchell himself said, move on. We've had our talk. Uh, I talked to my team, which I like my team. It is his team, and they have to rise up and move forward. And I think tomorrow night's a huge step for this, for this team to do it.
2: or simple question that's kind of complicated, but really I mean, it seems like it's simple. Are the Jazz tough enough?
1: You know, I've been asked that a lot on other radio shows around the country, and I think, again, Memphis, to your point, tried to test that in game one. Uh, I, I don't mind, you know, players jumping here and there and, you know, Rudy and Donovan kind of walking around the baseline. My, my, my answer to that is they're being tested and they're going to have to answer because every, every time I've covered a playoff series, you know, everyone will tell you, Big T's told me this multiple times, Matt through the years, Mark Eaton, Carl Malone, You know, you wipe the slate clean. I know that's a cliche, but, man, it is. It's a different game in the postseason. I think we got a heavy dose of that in game one. You can't predict how the officials are going to call a game, right? They may let you play. They may not. They let Memphis play in game one. Uh, The whistle came often for Rudy and also for Valanchunas, by the way. He was in foul trouble, Uh, and Conley got into trouble. Uh, So you're going to have to just be able to, to, I think, Keep your head, but you still have to be physical. You know, you can't give them the free stuff. You can't go outside who you truly are. You can't fabricate toughness unless you are. But you can also stand up and say, hey, we're not going there. Um, You know, the Jazz are not teams that are going to be picking fights, but I think they'll respond fine. And I was glad to see them respond the way they did uh Gordo against Dylan Brooks and I think Memphis really tested they wanted to see what they could get away with and if they could get into the heads of of the Jazz um maybe in the first half they did second half I thought the Jazz regrouped and, and and played some good basketball but came up short
0: you expect to bounce back in game two bowler I expect I expect them to play much better
1: oh I do too look Jake you go back and look at all the film uh, you know, I look at about 15 minutes kind of in, uh, you know, in a compact way, but again, every, we've had this conversation before, right? This year, multiple times when the jazz have open looks and just can't make threes. And that was another case. I don't understand why it's, you know, like I can understand one player, but to have multiple players struggling from three, I mean, if you just look at it, bogey, I mean, it was four of 11, but you know, Joe was three of seven Conley, three of 11 and, surprisingly Clarkson who had the streak of what 94 straight in the regular season with at least one three-pointer made went 0 for 8 and then George Niang who's been playing well uh down the stretch run of the regular season went one of six it's that's not typical jazz basketball but they also turned the ball over a lot in the first half bogey had troubles and I think you just got to settle down and make sure you don't pass the ball the live ball turnovers when you're trying to actively pass that ball you know, these, the jazz are well scouted. They know they like to make the extra pass. And so teams are just waiting to drop into the passing zone and take advantage of a turnover and score on the other end. And, you know, I don't think the jazz want to play uphill in this series, right? I, I, I would expect tomorrow night make a statement. They have to, they need to, for not only, I think the NBA for those doubters about the number one seed, but also for themselves. Uh, to make sure they understand who they are, where they've been, and where they want to go.
2: Well, what can the Jazz do to limit those offensive rebounds that the Grizzlies like to
1: get? Well, you got to make shots. If you miss the three, it's that long hit off the rim that falls into open space, and then the ball's picked up and it's gone. Um, we've seen that too. If you make threes, you don't give them an opportunity, right? to get an offensive or a defensive rebound and and run it down your throat in transition. So, you know, look, you've got a pretty fast backcourt. Morant loves the speed. He loves the open space. That's what he thrives off of. He's not a three point shooter. He's really not that particularly good in mid range, Uh, but he can float it. Yes, but he has to have that open space to get into the paint, but he's not a big three point threat. Memphis isn't a big three point threat, even though they knock down a few, against the Jazz in game one, Uh, but they're all about speed. They want to dictate the pace, and the Jazz have got to be able to make those shots, not to give them extra opportunities to to giddy up and go, because, man, in the open floor, they're a tough team, just like Golden State, you know, just like what Washington will do or what Portland uh, will try to do to teams. Um, The Jazz, you know, it's Quinn Snyder said this, Jake, so many times, what's the word? They have to be precise Mm -hmm. and precision and that means that extra pass, not overpassing uh, and getting in trouble on a short shot clock, but the precision of the pass has to be crisp and strong, and also they have to make shots. That's who they are. They have to be effective at the rim. Rudy's got probably a few more touches that he needs to have to, to be a, a bigger impact, but I'll tell you, the power of the three, when the Jazz are on, you can't. no one can beat them. And I think tomorrow night, again, another chance to go out there and uh, I don't know. Prove their dominance and why they are the one seed in the NBA. If they don't, it's a big hill back, big one.
0: Bowler, thank you very much as always. Excited for Game Two. We uh, we will be watching.
1: Eight o'clock, guys. Thanks for the time. We'll see you soon.
0: Thanks, Bowler. That's our buddy Craig Bowler. Jack, of course, the first round broadcast as well on AT and T Sportsnet. So you can still get your Bowler fix. <laughs> you sure can. All right, we'll have more Big Show coming up straight ahead. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.